0: On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, a little bit of news, uh, mostly revolving around um, a a certain superstar possibly returning, possibly even going to be at or around WrestleMania. We will see. Uh, We'll talk about that and also some alleged locks for NXT call-ups after WrestleMania. Only two of them. They're both men. If you saw the rumor, you know who I'm talking about, but we'll talk about it after the intro. And then we're going to get into Retro Beer Ratings, the last Retro Beer Ratings before WrestleMania 39. Holy shit, I almost forgot. Um, We had Fully Loaded 2000. I talked about last week that I think I had remembered that it's like one of the best Attitude Era, like non-Big Four pay-per-views. I don't think I used those words exactly, but I don't know if it was that, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Not a ton of beers, but it was still really good. Um, and then weekly recap. I'll recap my week. Uh I've been sick as shit at my second week at my new place, and it hasn't been fun. Uh, but we'll get into SmackDown Raw, NXT, and Dynamite. I don't think we really had any stinkers of shows this week. Like, I, I even think NXT was pretty darn good. Yeah. Mostly because we're ramping up to stand and deliver raw and smackdown obviously to wrestlemania and dynamite should be in a lull period and i honestly think it's doing all right right now so we'll get it we'll get to all that as always you can follow us on twitter and instagram at ddt WrestlePod. joe you ready to go yeah oh let's go Welcome in to episode 98 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And Joe, I got a, a big juicy piece of information today. You want to know what it is? No. Are you sure?
1: Okay, what is it?
0: Our little birdie told me that you would sleep with me to save Bree's
1: life. Bree texted you? Maybe. I don't think I would.
0: Do you care to comment
1: on that? I don't think I would. I think I just had to tell her that, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) as soon as she texted me that I was like, Oh, I'm going to keep that close to the chest until it's time to reveal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. Okay. See, so, so I think, I think, I think a little too logically sometimes. And I like, I have to play this scenario out in my head where like, who's the power bottom. Well, no, I, I I asked her at first. I was like, "Who who's entering who?" Um, and oh, that part doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, to me, it does. It, but but I was thinking, a like, a what's <laughs> what is the situation? <laughs> what is the situation that if Bree if if you don't if I don't fuck Dylan, Bree's going to die. And the only thing that that there's Terminal two things. cancer. That that wouldn't save her. Um, you never know. So, so there's two there's two possibilities. AIDS. One is Dylan's like I'm gonna kill Bree if if Joe doesn't fuck me. <laughs> um, and then the other one is Leslie's I'm gonna life, kill Bree. Well, no, Leslie's life Joe. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two scenarios. No, okay, so we'll put that in in the same like situation. Um, the same scenario. Scenario one and A and B. Uh, and then scenario two is leslie's life also has to be on the line because there's nothing really in this for you uh, unless it's one of those two situations a hole's a hole
0: (laughs) i think i think if maybe i was the power bottom and maybe if you were turned around or you know put a bag on your head and now you're right there's nothing in this for me (laughs) (laughs) unless it's just one of your lifetime goals (laughs) Huh. Uh no, shut up. <laughs> no comment. Next question. Um getting off of that very odd and non-wrestling related subject. News from the week. Uh there are rumors revolving around one Randall Keith Orton, Joseph. I saved a picture because this was something different. Um one of the one of the another podcast, I don't remember which one, but they said uh, well so pw insider i guess put this out that there are plans to bring in wrestle or randy orton for wrestlemania week i would assume that that's not in a wrestling capacity probably just to be there but also i saw another rumor that like that really started it is that somebody i guess heard a rumor or saw that orton had reached out to some company that does like wrestling boots or whatever and he had recently reached out to them to get him a new pair of wrestling boots and like style them up or however he wanted to do them.
1: That's always basically sleek, is not it?
0: Basically implying, yeah, that that he is come that he's coming back soon. We just don't know when. Yeah. It has been a long time. I think it's been since WrestleMania. No, since WrestleMania Backlash, because we've talked about that recently, the six man tag last year. Yeah. I think it wasn't very long after that where it was. I think his last match was the match where they lost the tag titles. Yeah, something like to that. To the Usos, had to be. Yeah, and then and then we haven't seen him since. Haven't even heard from him. The only That's... time I see Randy Orton on my timeline is when it's that uh that some there there's some like uh gif where he's like uh, seething, and people use it when uh a girl posts a really hot picture. Okay. Essentially. That's the only time I see Randy Orton on my on my timeline anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, or like flashback videos, something like that. Flashback to a JR saying, my God, that's a
0: RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> really, really gets the H in there out of nowhere. I used to love when JR did that. God, he was so good at that.
1: Um, JR, RIP. Whoa. He's not dead. Don't worry. Rest in power. Parents.
0: Ribs in palate. Because he's a barbecue guy. There we go. He is, I think. Uh, Other news before we get into fully loaded 2000. NXT call-ups. I should have saved who they were for this moment right now so that you could guess. But we talked about it beforehand before we pressed record. Uh, There are uh, allegedly saying that for legal purposes, two locks on the men's side. We haven't heard anything about the women's side, if there will be any or anything for NXT call-ups after WrestleMania. And those are Braun Breaker and surprisingly Cameron Grimes, who we haven't seen in a very long time, probably since he, I think the last time we saw him was him losing the North American championship in the ladder match.
1: No, he came back after that. He's been around since then. I just don't remember in what capacity. The backstage (laughs) stuff, maybe? Schism or something? Or like Hank Walker
0: was there. Maybe he did do something with Schism.
1: I think he did. Yeah.
0: I honestly don't remember. NXT is like so on the back burner for me. Right now, I think it's doing really well. But I I attribute that to Stand and Deliver build-up. Yeah. Excuse me. Stand and Deliver Oh, yeah. (laughs) God, pretty deadly. They are... Great. Um. So, yeah, not really. So that implies to me that Mello will be winning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but doesn't really give us anything else as far as any other matchups at stand, stand and Deliver, unless we hear something about a woman being called up. But Roxy, we don't really know what the fuck's going on with her, and she's not getting called up. And, yeah, I don't really know who from the women's side they would call up right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Zoe. Yeah, I can just, see that. Just because she, she's been there for a long time.
1: And she's been wrestling on uh, that main event. Main event show. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's right. She has. She Spita. didn't She didn't when I went to SmackDown, but they also only had one match. So, And it, I don't think it was main event. I think they only do main event for Raw. Okay. I think that's that when, makes sense. when they do it. Yeah. Just, you know, more wrestling. Turn it into a four-hour show. Uh, Okay, let's get into uh, Retro Beer Ratings for Fully Loaded 2000. Pretty good show. I wouldn't put it in the GOAT non-Big Four Attitude Era pay-per-view status. Uh, So maybe I was just misremembering what I saw. Pretty sure, though, that this one was rated pretty high. I still thought it was good, but just not like GOAT status for a non-Big Four pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with signs. I have like five. Okay. I have a couple. Okay. You go ahead in case I take one of your couple. All
1: right. No, I have. I don't know. All right. I'll just start with, uh, with a sign that I have a take on. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope actually, I hope you don't take my favorite one. It just said bees a hoe like B E A apostrophe S. So B E A, but I think it's short for Beatrice. Which yep. is an old lady name, also B Priestley, who used to date Will Osprey. Okay, who but is who? So yeah, maybe she's a hoe. Well, that one
0: um, that they wouldn't be talking about her because at this point she'd be like, I don't know, six years old. Yeah, so they could be talking about her, but probably um,
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you Who's know? This, do you personally who, know a Beatrice? No, me neither. So who is this old lady that's hoeing around?
0: Maybe she's friends with Mae Young or Fabulous Moolah. Mm. Maybe she's the third wheel in that little trio. So really in really she's a fifth wheel, because Yeah. Or maybe she's not a wheel at all. Maybe she's a sixth wheel. Since she's hoeing around, Moolah and May will have their men. And then Beatrice obviously gets the guy that's left over. And that's why yeah. she's a hoe. Cause she just gets the leftovers. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes that's, sense, doesn't that's, it? I think that's the thing that makes the most sense. Okay. It's, there's really no way of knowing. And that's, that's like in actuality this time. We say that a lot when in mm-hmm. reality there is many ways of knowing things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way of knowing <laughs> the answer to this. So, yeah. B, if you're out there, you're probably not because that was. She's probably third, dead now. <laughs> that was 23 years ago. You're probably super fucking dead. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll go with my favorite one, uh, which was a sign probably in like the fifth or sixth row that the hard cam was facing. But it just said, we
1: beat up some kids for these seats. (laughs) Uh, I got one that said, don't read my sign. And I felt really bad about it because the fact that I saw that meant that I read the sign. Yeah, I saw that (sighs) one too. But I,
0: I, I also read that sign. But you wanted to pretend you didn't. I... Didn't write it down for that reason. Yes.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: So maybe you're a better man than I, admitting your faults. Okay. I was kind of just hoping that we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, I did. Um, I did let's talk about see. it.
1: I have uh, Edge smokes poles. See, that's one of my signs. But I swear to God, it said Edge shocks pole. No, it said Edge smokes poles. Yeah, and that made more sense, and that's what I wrote down. But. <laughs> But I was like, "What would that mean if it says shock pole, shocks pole?" Like, like a Benjamin Franklin
0: deal. Yeah, with the kite. Yeah, I guess that's not really a pole. But he invented electricity, allegedly. I think it's, it's discovered. discovered. Sure, discovered. Same thing. Those are basically the same thing. If okay. you discover something, you also invent it. Okay. Like Columbus, who discovered America, he also invented America. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have
1: any more? I have three more. Uh, one that just said, I need a beer, which... Yeah, you know. Heard that. Had to write it down. And that's it, I think. Okay. Well, my other, I, three, might, I might find one later.
0: My other three uh, were probably... Were just less funny than the other two. I had Fully Bloated, spelled wrong, because it was B-L-O-A-D-E-D instead of T-E-D. So, classic hillbilly wrestling fan. Uh, yeah. No Neck Angle, which isn't actually funny at all, but he did break his neck a lot. His freaking neck. And then uh, Tucker milks Billy Goats. Like Tucker Knight? Maybe. I could see that. Do you think it was about him? Could have been. I doubt it, but there's really no way of knowing. (laughs) There's no way of knowing. All right. uh, Let's get into the first match then. We had a six-person mixed tag team match. Tits and ass. Test and Albert. (laughs) <laughs> versus Team Extreme, the Hardys and Lita. So I think this is the first time on pay per view, at least, that we're seeing Trish and Lita wrestle. And Lita was great. Lita was, but from what I remember, because I watched most of this pay per view last weekend, uh, Trish was very much not ready to wrestle. And yeah, vastly so has vastly improved throughout the years.
1: Yeah, so so that's what that's what I want to say. I was actually thinking about this. I was thinking about tweeting it out cuz I want to know what the fans think. Obviously Trish is the bigger name. Trish Stratus is the bigger name that came out of that era. Right. But I think Lita was the bigger talent and therefore did more for women's wrestling.
0: So it's like a who did more for women's wrestling argument or take? Yeah. I I could see that. And I think I think, I think it's
1: fuzzy and I don't I don't I think people would have good arguments to counter that.
0: I think but, as far as a women's revolution, Lita, because she's a better wrestler. Yes. However, I think Trish brought or,
1: more eyes to the screen.
0: Yes. That is exactly what I was going to say. Okay. and, and I, I'm not saying that Lita's not attractive, but I think it's just, you know, especially in the year 2000, I think guys are looking for a blonde bombshell, which is exactly what Trish
1: Stratus was. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I just like I will go ahead and give Trish the most improved award. Oh, for sure, especially like, after seeing this, <laughs> it wasn't good. No, it was not. Um, but then I think back to her, like her later matches, and specifically the one that's the most fresh in my head is her last match, which was against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like she looked good in that. Yeah. You know, and she also wrestled well. Yeah. Damn it. Beat me to it. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. I think all of my notes have to deal with Trish and Lita. Um, the only note that I really have about the match, it was a fun match. It wasn't your uh, modern mixed tag team match rules where that's true. If the woman gets tagged in, then the other woman doesn't even need to get tagged in. She's just in. Yeah. So you had
1: Lita like they called it a Trent, uh, not trans uh, intergender match. intergender. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Joe, um, so I do have a quote from this match, and this is from before the match actually started, when Edge and Christian were were making uh making their entrances and then talked on the mic for a little bit. Edge and Christian. I'm on the wrong side of the page again. Damn it.
0: <laughs> uh, I wonder if I, I'm gonna scroll down and see if I have that same quote. <laughs> Does it have to deal with a president? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. We'll get to that. That's
1: in like 3 or 4 matches. Oh, okay. oh boy. <laughs> then I have re- no real notes on this match. Okay, uh, just what we've already talked about with uh Lita Lita already being really
0: good. Yeah. She uh she hit a moonsaw on Trish to win the match. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Tits and Ass got the the post-match beatdown on yep. Team Extreme. Uh and Trish had this uh Oh, yeah, it wasn't a wrestling belt. It was just a regular belt. And she was just whipping the shit out of Lita. Yeah. Uh, there was a point where you texted me thinking that Lita had had was bleeding. Yeah. But it turned out to just be some uh like red what, like wristbands or whatever you said? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So two point seven five beers for the opening match. Solid match. Solid starts of the show. As soon as I saw that match, I was like, damn, this pay per view might actually be the GOAT. <laughs> it, it wasn't really. It was it, it was wasn't bad. It still was good. average. It was, it was not bad at all, Um, except for this next match. Taz yes. versus Al Snow. Um, Apparently, this was Taz's first pay-per-view match back since a bicep injury is what JR said. OK, and uh, the match basically just happened. I don't know if you have any notes for it. I do have a quote, but I'll let you go first.
1: I got a note that says head responses from the crowd were dead during the during Al Snow's entrance. So he's not as over,
0: yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure right to censor is happening very soon, so what else Snow isn't right to censor, right? Oh boy, this is gonna make me look real dumb,
1: I think so, yeah,
0: with ivory and others. well, it was the good father, I remember him yep. Ivory. no, he was not. it was valvenus, that's it oh was. right, and he Valvenus just got the haircut, so it makes yeah, sense. it was Stevie Richards, the good father. Val Venus, Ivory, the cat was apparently in it, and then also Bull Buchanan. Okay, so I don't know what Al Snow does after this. I guess he just keeps doing his head thing. I, he um, might get. He might not be with the company pretty soon. No, I think he stays with them for at least a few more years. Okay. Uh, this was a classic, like second match on the card, just not being good. It's yeah. the worst spot on the card. On the card, um, I can only think of like. Usually WrestleMania, it's not bad, but it's, that's because it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I had for this was a, a Jerry Lawler quote where he was like, what's the number for the Dallas de- Police Department? 911 <laughs> donuts?
1: <laughs> yeah, he said, well, 911 donuts or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only... I had that quote as well. Um, I I got a couple like backstage things going on during this point. Okay. Oh, um, uh, that did get a half a beer. But go ahead. That I got a half a beer. So I got. Uh, they showed that Christian is sick. Yep. Um, very much like our good friend. Uh, I want to say Malcolm Bivens. Um, no, uh, Stokely Hathaway. That's the same person. It's the same person. But that's yeah, what Sto- his name Stokely is now. Stokely Hathaway was sick this week, and we'll get well. Get more in that, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. So Dude, this
0: is a wing stopper seat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Christian. Is sick and he's trying to get out of his match. Uh, Undertaker rides his motorcycle wherever he wants. Yep. And after this match, uh, we got the alleged Kurt Angle sending Steph Flowers and Triple H is not happy about it. Yeah, I oh, was going true.
0: to. I was going to talk about all of the backstage stuff with their respectable match with their okay. respective matches. That's fine. I can. Um, I can respect that. Well, thank you. Uh, so the Edge and Christian one will be after this one. Uh, okay. which was Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Saturn uh, for the European Championship. Yeah, it was. Yes. Uh, So Eddie Guerrero still with China, and we have Terry Runnels with Perry. So Terry and Perry teaming up. So they're together, I guess. And uh, I just don't care about Perry Saturn. No. I also... I had a hot take here. N- not necessarily a hot take, but a take that generates a question. Because I saw... The normal China. If I were to ask you what give me, give me five signs that you see at every single Attitude Era pay-per-view. China is my father. <laughs> so obviously, you know we're talking about China here, but like the only ones that I could think of is like Austin 316 Foley is God. But the other, like the China one that I can think of is I'd rather be in China. I feel like I see that on every... I've seen that, but
1: I've also definitely seen the one I said a lot.
0: Yes. There's a lot of those types of... But I think like the China signs, like those types of China signs are number three. Like they're on every pay-per-view. Yeah. Like there's obviously like uh, rock signs, which is usually like... It I smell what it I matter, smell. What the rock or, is cooking? Yeah, I smell. Yeah, but I can't think of another one. Yeah, like a sign—a sign that shows up at every show, nearly. Like Rock Austin. Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's like Rock a, Austin Foley and China.
1: <laughs> a, a little bit ago, it was the puppies signs.
0: Oh yeah, show me the puppies. Yeah, yep. that would probably be number five. Okay, well I guess we found them. Damn. All
1: right. I um I, I got a quote back. from this match. Okay. It's when uh when Perry Saturn was making his entrance, they said, like, oh, he's from about ba- Boston, Massachusetts. Perry Saturn. King's sitting there behind. He's like, or no, actually, JR is the one who said he was from Boston. It might have been actually during the match then. Um, but he said King said, Did you say he's from Boston? I thought he was from Mars or something. Or or Saturn. <laughs> and, and uh <laughs> let it go for like two seconds and then he said he could be from Uranus (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like I remember hearing them say Uranus but I
0: don't remember that that quote at all (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny (laughs) leave it to Jerry Lawler to make a Uranus joke
1: and then um oh um no that wasn't that important
0: okay the I think the most important thing to talk about in this match was probably the Spanish announce table Yep. Unfortunately, the Spanish announce table went down in a fashion. So we always love to watch the foreign announce table go down because one, you get to finish your beer, uh, unless you're having a really bad day and it's way too much to drink at the time. Uh, we saw the Spanish announce table go down in a fashion where I think China just got thrown onto it and yeah, it just something collapsed. Like that. Yeah. It wasn't like a suplex or like a, a move through the table. It was just like she got thrown onto it and it just collapsed. And they never put it back
1: up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is something that's completely different from like modern WWE. Like if an announce table goes down, they'll cut to break and it'll be right back the, like before the next match starts.
1: Well, they also don't change the ring mats out after someone bleeds in, in the Attitude Era. Yeah. And AEW doesn't do it now, but... <laughs> I I think they do. They don't always, from what I've from what I remember.
0: Okay, but yeah, that was another funny thing from like old attitude era wrestling is like seeing because like now you're right, like they change the 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 canvas out every time someone bleeds, so that yeah. when the next match happens, you're not rolling around in someone's blood. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't used to do that. So like after if you had a match on the mid card where someone like bled everywhere, it would still be there in the next match and it would just remind you of the carnage that you just saw which I always thought was a nice touch
1: I think it's uh, medically irresponsible yeah but that was the attitude era yeah that's fair very medically (laughs) irresponsible it was the 90s in general (laughs) yeah
0: that's very true um Harry Saturn wins this match because uh, Terry uh, hit a low blow on Eddie behind the referee's back I didn't write down who the referee was but uh, they suck. And Perry Saturn, who I could not give a single fuck about, is now the European championship. Is now the European champion. And I'd be willing to bet that by the time we watch the next retro pay-per-view, he will not be the European champion. And I and I did not look that up. Okay. That's just me banking on Perry Saturn sucking. Okay. And that got two and a quarter beers. Cool. Um speaker
1: of beers. Alrighty. Yep. Yep. Um yeah. So the next match, as I wanted to keep on talking about before, is Edge and Christian versus the APA for the tag team titles. Indeed. Edge and Christian are the champs going into this match.
0: Yeah. So like you brought up before, Christian tried to fake some food poisoning to get out of the match. Foley who is now the commissioner and just like came in
1: clutch multiple times this night.
0: He he's god. Foley is god. Foley is god. Uh it it really like you could hear like the chunks going into the toilet and everything and then they cut back to it later and you could see Edge and Christian packing up and Foley walks back in I guess to see how he's doing and he sees that they're packing up and he's like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And then Christian fakes it again and goes back in the stall and you can hear him puking again. And then they put the camera over top of the stall and he's just like dumping like gross, like food waste into the toilet. Yeah. It disgusting. It looked like like mud with food scraps in it. It was gross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's basically how they were doing the chunk sound, blowing chunk sound. It was disgusting. But uh, Joe, I'll let you have the quote. All you right. Be my guest.
1: All right. So when... Christian, Christian, uh, and Edge—you know that they're the heels at this point—and they come in and they start talking shit about Dallas. And they start going through some, you know, things like, "Oh, your sports team is your sport teams are bad," and shit like that. And then Christian gets the mic and he's like, starts talking about JFK, and how JFK died in Dallas, Texas. And he <laughs> said, "But we all know that if JFK had spent five more minutes in Dallas, he would have committed suicide anyway." And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, was so, it was so unnecessary. I was like, I, damn.
0: Dude, it was, it was, I was like, I can't believe he just said that. Yeah. But, you know, I got a big reaction out of the crowd. And uh, yeah, that, that happened.
1: It had been 31 years since that, since he died. So, oh, I did not know that. I mean, I knew it had been a while, but it's been, been, a, been while. a while. Nice.
0: Um, and then JBL cut a yay, Texas sports promo. Yep. And that was just, uh, it was rough. And let's see. Basically, I think APA, cause I don't have many notes on this match. APA, I think APA controlled most of this match. And then edge got him and Christian disqualified by using the tag belts. Yep. And that's pretty much what happened. So it wasn't honestly that great of a match, but a lot and of tags, then, smart tags. Indeed. A lot of a lot of tags and I, I think it it also started outside the ring with like a brawl or like a a bunch of um usage of the stairs yeah I believe so yeah uh APA wins but edge and Christian retain because you can't lose your title uh if you get disqualified unless that's it's true. Uh, unless it's uh the main event of this show that's fair spoiler alert uh that got two and a quarter beers And then we got on to the cage match. Rikishi versus Val Venus. You know, the big, the, the, just the big payoff match that everybody wanted to see. Rikishi versus Val Venus. Love this. In a cage match. Yeah. This, this did have, this does, this match does have an all time spot. I've seen it a bunch. I had no idea it was from the show. And even after I saw that it was Rikishi versus Val Venus in a cage match, I still was like, I don't know if that's this match, but it was. Uh, Talking about the spot where Rikishi could have just climbed out of the cage and just just decides to jump off the top of the fucking cage.
1: Yeah, Um, that was that was pretty insane. Um, looked like it would have hurt a lot. I think. Yeah, both of them. Yes. Very Um, much so. Yeah. So I got also.
0: Go ahead you could win by pinfall or submission i know
1: just want to point that out okay
0: thank you i think that's how this match ended actually
1: yeah uh no
0: yeah valvinus pinned him
1: okay um that's not the big part of the end of the match but um okay so trish stratus does uh does accompany valvinus to the ring mm-hmm. during this match so and uh Trish, you know, keeps on trying to help out from outside the cage by like opening the cage and stuff. And uh King says, "Trish is a really gr- great asset at ringside." And JR said, "She's an asshole, right?" <laughs> like good one, JR. Yeah. Yeah, she is. <laughs>
0: uh Valvenus got busted open in this match. Yep. I took a note. Oh, I think I just did this because I was upset. Uh there was a rope break in a cage match yeah during a pin and it was also while Rikishi was i remember it because Rikishi did like the bonsai drop and while he was sitting on Valvenus for the pin <laughs> Rikishi was holding the ropes to like keep himself balanced i guess yeah and the ref still counted and then and then Val Venus got i think like his leg on the rope and the ref was like oh no that's a rope break like what the fuck <laughs> it yeah. makes zero sense <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, we get to the, I think, no, uh, Lita, Lita come came back out, and she yeah. drove Trish, Trish away. Yeah. She came back out with the belt and whipped the shit out of Trish. At which point, Taz comes out because Taz, I guess, had been attacking a bunch of people since he returned. One of them being Rikishi, and he hits Rikishi with one of the cameras as Rikishi is trying to escape. The only way that you should be able to win a cage match, even though Rikishi could have easily escaped the cage by not
1: jumping off of it and instead just climbing out. I honestly like was thinking like Rikishi might not actually be able to climb all the way to the top. He's trying to get his feet in that like first of all,
0: there was a point where he stopped climbing the cage early in the match. Yeah, where it looked like it. It looked like he was like slipping a lot, so he was just like, "Nah, screw this, man. I, yeah. I don't want to do this."
1: So I thought Rikishi like might actually not have been able to get out of the cage. So yeah, that's that was my my. But thought you can always that. go out the door. Yeah, but you were talking about the part where he's like could easily have climbed out of the cage. I don't know if well, he could have he because he was already on the top of it. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and then instead he decided to jump off of it onto Valvenus. It's it's that like shitty shitty logic, you know, and we see that a lot in wrestling. especially in this era of wrestling. Yeah.
0: Maybe he would have known though if he would have like shook the cage before the match, you know, to check the integrity of the cage. Yeah. Cuz I think Valvenus did, but Rikishi did not. That's important. Yeah, you have to it's it's a it's an unspoken rule that you have to shake the cage to check the integrity of it. Before the match, or else yeah. you know well, it's not going to go your way. Yeah, who knows? Um, not me. But yeah, after Taz hit Rikishi with the uh the camera, Val Venus, I'm pretty sure pins Rikishi. I don't think Val escaped. Yeah, I think I, Val, I think Val pins him, but it got three and a half right.
1: beers. Yep, and it wasn't a terrible match.
0: No, not at all. I enjoyed it, other than the lot the f- very flawed logic of it at yeah. some points. That does bother you. Uh, do you want to talk about the Shane thing or just move on to the next match?
1: So, I yeah, I, Shane did something. I didn't really care about it. He just wanted to come out and prove that he's not a pussy. And they bleeped out pussy. Yeah. But you could see um, that he said pussy. So the next match is Undertaker versus uh, Kurt Angle. And we're starting the triple main event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so it's kurt angle versus undertaker and they showed a video pack of stuff that happened in the weeks prior and earlier in the same night um where kurt angle had came had come and like hit hit uh undertaker with like a big acme sized wrench like cartoon sized wrench it looked like it was made of foam yeah <laughs> it looked ridiculous and you know obviously undertaker is hurt by uh by getting hit by that steel reinforced wrench Uh, obviously um and he's he like kurt angle runs away after that and then he like undertaker gets up and he's like holding his back and he goes over to the sign that says days since last workplace injury and erases it (laughs) and i (laughs) i thought that was so fucking clever yeah it was that was good oh i didn't even write that
0: one down but i remember it i remember seeing him do that and being like you know what taker you're right (laughs) you're hurt right now you should not be wrestling but he did anyways yeah I I mean I thought this was good for what it was slow I think like I think if all three of these matches were really good I think this was the only not good match out of the triple main event but I think if this one was really good I think this pay-per-view would be talked about differently at least by us but it was like it was just really fucking slow yeah and I think most of that has to do with taker and his in his knee i guess yeah after he got hit with the foam wrench
1: the steel reinforced foam yeah
0: yeah so this one wasn't that great um undertaker did win after hitting a choke slam and then a last ride but yeah it wasn't it wasn't that great it got a beer and a half yeah and i think it was like 15 minutes long <laughs> or something like that it was it was ridiculous uh penultimate match triple h versus chris jericho in the second ever, apparently, Last Man Standing match. Huh. Yeah, they said that during the show that this was the second ever Last Man Standing match. The first one was one of those Rock and Mankind matches. Yeah, from I remember that one. 99 that we watched. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it, this was the second one ever.
1: Wasn't that an I Quit match?
0: They had an I Quit match too. Okay. I think they, they also had a Last Man
1: Standing match. Okay. So what was with the video pack they showed before this one where all Hunter kept saying was how much he wanted Jericho's ass. I did not even notice that. He just kept on saying, I want Jericho's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jericho, I'm going to get your ass. (laughs) I'm going to
0: tear your ass up. I'm going to tear. I'm going to tear that ass. Rip it and tear it. I don't actually know if he said that. He probably didn't. No, he
1: just kept on saying, I want your ass.
0: (laughs) I want my mouth around your ass.
1: I want to form a a leak-proof seal around your butt. (laughs) I want a human
0: centipede. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I did have a Jerry Lawler quote for this when he was talking about Jericho. (laughs) He said, he goes, I heard he shaves one of his legs, so when he sleeps, it feels like he's sleeping with a woman. (laughs)
1: i heard that too actually
0: i don't know how that works because i don't think that's how i i I don't think that's how that works yeah the only only trick that anyone ever told me was if you sit on your hand long enough you go ghost mode and it feels like someone else is doing it you know what i'm saying yeah
1: oh okay
0: but nothing about shaving like when you're high-fiving yeah yeah Yeah. or if you switch hands it feels like someone else is doing it anyways
1: (laughs) uh what do you want to talk about for this match it was good i enjoyed it yeah but it was it was fun but i don't have a lot to talk about um first off i want to point out that uh jericho hits triple h with a chair like right in the center of the dome it looked like it hurt a lot disgusting chair shot yeah but then they took the camera off of hunter for a little bit and they turned back and like even for a, a a a shot right on the dome piece, like it was still a lot of blood. So and much blood. I'm saying, Hunter bladed. Oh, they bladed all the time. No, in the I know, interior. I know. But this one was like a really Moxley. This one was blade. rough. Yeah. Um.
0: Speaking of Moxley, he didn't bleed this week, and he wrestled. I was very wow. surprised. <laughs> Did you see actually that they? I saw a picture on Twitter that like aew started doing house shows and moxley had a had a match at a house show and he was bleeding (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just like what the fuck dude um the only like major things i had from this match uh actually revolved around stephanie and the really weird faces that she makes when she's outside of the ring she she looks demented (laughs) at some points like Some of the faces she made, it's just scary. It's like things that will haunt me in my nightmares. Sort of looks on her faces. And it just, oh, it just gives me the chills and gives me goosebumps everywhere just thinking about it. I'm kind of upset at myself for bringing it up.
1: Yeah, we're all pissed.
0: (laughs) If you want to see some nightmare fuel, go watch this match and just pay attention to the faces Stephanie makes.
1: Uh, I want to take a quick commercial break sure that's not what i was gonna say i I just i wanted to to take a poll real quick mm. so something happened where um oh triple h like shoved the ref and brie was like that's a ref bump and i was like no it's not that's no, cause, not because right.
0: because it i it was was this one hebner or was this one Kyoto? no
1: the next one was earl hebner
0: okay this one was Kyoto then uh i wrote it down somewhere
1: Okay, but yeah, I am going to take a quick break.
0: Triple H knocks over Kyoto and Jericho comes back with a low blow. I don't. Yeah, think there I was an actual ref bump it. in this,
1: but uh, there was an actual ref bump. But the, like, there was also another point where Triple H just like shoved the ref.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. Either okay. way, Triple H wins. They they both were down for a really long time, and Triple H got up at like nine point nine nine, and Jericho stayed down. And that was the end. And it got 2.75 beers. Alrighty. Okay. Let's, uh, let's do the main event. Then the rock versus Chris Benoit, the world wrestling federation championship. If the rock gets disqualified, he loses the title. Um, this was quite good. This was the point where I took the note of that. There was still so much blood on the mat. Yeah. From from triple H. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was so ridiculous and they were just in there rolling around in it doing cross faces and stuff. They really put over the crossface in this match and like made it believable that Chris Benoit could win, um which I guess we can get to. <laughs> um but yeah, Hebner, Hebner in this match, he uh he pulled a lot of dumb shit in this match. First of all, Shane McMahon accompanied Chris Benoit to the ring. Yeah. Uh he interfered probably Oh,
1: fucking 17 times.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. Not many of them were counted as interference just because they were so close together. But Hebner missed every single one of them. And then toward the end of the match, Shane comes in because I think The Rock had control of the match. Shane came in. This was after, I think, a Hebner ref bump, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is the ref bump I was actually thinking about. I spoke. I spoke wrong. He just
0: wrecked Earl Hebner with a chair.
1: Yeah, is that it, I think that's that's the ref bump that I'm thinking. Is he he wrecks Earl with a chair, but Earl Hebner somehow even misses that, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean,
0: Earl Hebner when he finally comes to, he he just disqualifies the
1: Rock. Yeah, and I thought I thought that Benoit tapped, and I think he did. I think he taps to his own submission. And I was like, "Okay, circle the Rock's name here, Rock one." And then I was like, then they, they make the announcement. I'm like, oh, Chris Benoit won. I was like, that's a stupid, stupid way for uh,
0: Rock to lose his championship. Well, also, as soon as Chris Benoit won, I knew they were going to restart the match.
1: Well, I I got confused. I I figured that they were going to, but I was like, I thought this was the third main event. But maybe Taker and her wasn't one of the three main events because it wasn't a very good match. And also, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on the promotional poster for this. So I was like... Okay, maybe there's one I'm missing. I don't even know who Austin would face. No one. I don't know why he there was on no the one promotional left. poster.
0: I mean, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's fair. But this is what Joe was referring to earlier, Foley being God. He comes back. He restarts the match. He said he didn't hear no bell, and he also didn't see a disqualification. And restart the match. I actually I legitimately, usually when stuff like that happens... When they restart it, it's over in like 10 seconds. This actually went on for a few minutes, which was this surprising. This on for another like 10 minutes. No, it wasn't that Close long. too. two. I would, I would be willing to bet it was less than five. But okay. still, it was longer than 10 seconds. I know that for a fact. I know how long 10 seconds is. So will
1: I, apparently.
0: Know how long 10 seconds is?
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> of the sex.
0: Yeah, Exactly yeah that's once once you get married and have a kid that's just that's like about how long you have <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well, um that's a that's a new excuse what what excuse were you using before you had a kid uh i'm sober oh okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> or you're just so hot <laughs> <laughs> huh. um oh, i really hope leslie doesn't hear that um but yeah, rock, The Rock, he wins with a rock bottom after, I don't know, anywhere between five minutes to, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, Joe. And he got three and a half beers and fully loaded finishes with 19 total beers. Yep. We're in the middle. I didn't put it in the database. Like I said, we're going to do, I'll do database edits whenever around, and whenever we're around prediction shows. Yeah. Big shows.
1: Girl, what big, big show now?
0: Uh, all right. Let's get into the weekly rest and recap then. SmackDown. We had, I, I think there's a couple, uh, there's one big thing we got to talk about. Two big things. Th- what's, what's the second big thing?
1: Uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre.
0: Okay. So we're getting the triple threat match, which sucks for Gunther because. In that match, he will not have to be pinned or submitted to lose his Intercontinental Championship.
1: I heard them say that actually. Did they?
0: <laughs> the fact that they just continue to say it still—it's just like how dumb do you think we are?
1: Pretty dumb.
0: We are pretty dumb. But I think the, the obvious, like, big thing to talk about here is we finally got the embrace from Sammy and KO, and they're friends again. Officially, they're gonna they're work buds. together. They're, they're brothers. Best, they're best buds. Sammy. It turned. It turns out he was going the wrong way about it. Um, Kevin Owens didn't want to work with him on like a business standpoint. He wanted to do it as friends. Yeah. Uh, we can get more into Sammy and Ko though on Raw. Honestly, like the only other stuff I had like Charlotte and Rhea had a big brawl. So it it makes me happy that at least like one one of the WrestleMania matches uh, at this point of watching weekly TV is going to have like at least like a good feud between it, like two people that hate each other in storyline, you know, like Roman and Cody that's kind of turning up now, but like, I just feel like there's a lot of feuds going into WrestleMania and stand and deliver. And the one that bugs me the most is mellow and breaker, but it's like, it's just like a competition feud. It's not like these two people hate each other. It, it It's like, I don't care about it if the two people don't hate each other. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, Drew and Jameis kind of hate each other
0: again, right? Kind of. It, it, I mean, it's been almost a week since then, so I don't and really then know what
1: happened. Jay and Jay and Jimmy and then Sammy and Kevin.
0: Yeah, that one. I mean, that one was new at this point. So, yeah, they they definitely hate each other. And
1: then Dominic like, and his dad.
0: Omas and, and Lesnar. Nothing there. Uh, They have these like new fatal four-way tag team matches that they're doing at Mania. Yeah. No, nothing there. That's just to get people on the card. Yep. Uh, Bianca and Oscar fucking puke. We'll talk about that on Monday. But uh, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about on SmackDown was Ray and Dominic where Ray asked Dominic to be with him at the Hall of Fame and induct him in the Hall of Fame ceremony. Or maybe not induct him, but like stand, stand by him or whatever. Yeah. Like the more I, the more I watch it, the more I think that your
1: fantasy booking might come true, Joe. And my fantasy booking never comes true. Never, not even uh, once.
0: I mean, actually, I don't think mine has ever came true either. But that's because I, I go super outlandish.
1: I, I might have been right once.
0: Like this one or is right like once. so like I could feasibly see it happening. Yeah, and if it happens, like it's such a good way to do it because it's—I don't—that's never been done before. I don't think so, no. So it would be so good. Well, I guess there's a reason because no one's ever been inducted into the Hall of Fame while they're still a fucking active wrestler. So yeah. I guess there's that. Probably. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot to talk about on SmackDown. Yeah, like you had your main stuff, but it was really just that. Raw, on the other hand, had a lot to talk about yeah um so they they we are finally getting that they that's raw is when they made the tag team match official (laughs) sammy and kevin versus the usos for the tag titles so obviously that's going to be amazing a lot of people are saying it should main event night one but it sounds like charlotte and rhea is going to quite honestly i
1: don't mind that So here's the thing. I think Rhea's done a lot to deserve a main event. I don't think Charlotte has this year. No, it's just Charlotte. It's just because it's Charlotte Flair. Yeah.
0: It's like the same thing. If like if Roman Reigns did the exact same thing Charlotte was doing, he'd be in the main event because it's Roman Reigns. You know?
1: Yeah, that's a Flair thing to say. (laughs) Look at you.
0: (laughs) Um, let's see. Logan Paul. He was there on Raw. He made fun of the St. Louis Rams. That's true. So that was, that was rough. That was tough for me to listen to as a former St. Louis Rams fan and now Los Angeles
1: Rams fan. Well, you know, he said that they did the smart thing and moved to LA.
0: I mean, it's not like I have a tie to the city. I just have a tie to the team. Okay. And as far as like a tie, it's just fandom. Like I was never from St. Louis or LA. I just like the team. Everything, every other sport I like DC sports. I don't know. I'm just weird about my sports fandom, I guess. I don't think I know anyone else that's like me when it comes to that stuff. Anyways, so him and uh him and Seth Rollins, I think that's also like a good feud that's building up now. Like yeah, they kind they, they
1: kind of hate each other.
0: Yeah, and parts of it like because of the social media aspect of it, like makes it believable that they legitimately hate each other, not just like storyline hate each other, you mm-hmm. know? So I I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about on Raw?
1: Mm. the coexist match
0: oh man don't even get me
1: fucking started well you said you wanted to talk about it more or that you (sighs) were going to talk about it more
0: well if we're going to talk about it then I need to have another beer so yeah we had the uh, can they coexist match on raw I don't think I paid any attention to it because it was a can they coexist match and the thing that I hoped happened like somebody beats the shit out of the other one, it didn't happen. I think they coexisted? Yeah. I honestly do like I don't know. The the Bianca and Asuka story is not doing it for me. The it's just the face face dynamic, it doesn't work and it's for me it's because of the can they coexist tag team match. Now, outside of WrestleMania when they do face face and it's legitimately like a competitive... It's like a competitive feud like Braun and Mello are doing. If you take the can-they-coexist tag team match out of the equation, I like that stuff when it's not the biggest show of the year. Yeah. The biggest show of the year needs to be the best storylines, the biggest blood feuds. Like, I don't know. It, it's just not doing it for me. I, I just... The match is going to be good, which that's that's the one savior out of this is I know that Bianca and Asuka are going to put on a great match. Uh-huh. So there's that. Um, Let's see.
1: What do you want to talk about?
0: The only other thing is Roman and Cody, I guess. Yep. So for me, I watched Raw on Tuesday on recording. And on Tuesday, you and I with everyone in Dewey's bachelor party, were having a group text where Dewey was like, he made the mistake of asking a bunch of dudes like, Hey, can you send me pictures of you guys? Cause we're going to put photos of you guys on our wedding website. And then he followed it up with a text that said, uh, please make them nice photos, which was dumb because it's a bunch of dudes. So obviously we all sent the worst pictures of other people that we have in our phone. So like I was sending pictures I was sending shitty pictures of Dewey, of Joe, of Adam in the group text. And I was doing that all during this Cody and Roman face-to-face. So I don't remember anything that was crazy that was said. I do know that coming out of Raw, a bunch of people online were talking about Cody making Roman Reigns second-guess himself.
1: Well, so... so. There was a, I guess, a big part of what Roman said, and a big part of what Cody said, and Cody basically says that, you know, he's gonna win, and after he wins, Jimmy's gonna leave him, yeah, and or sorry, Jay's gonna leave him, and I when Jay leaves, that. Jimmy's gonna leave. That's true, and when he leaves, Solo Solo doesn't have the Usos there anymore. He's gonna leave him too.
0: Well, they're brothers, yeah, that makes sense.
1: And after that, Paul Heyman's gonna see that Roman has nothing. And he's going to go back to being an advocate. Ooh, for
0: Lesnar, I would assume.
1: I mean, yeah, that's what he was saying. He was okay. saying that once Roman lo- loses everything, Paul Heyman is not going to be clinging on to him anymore, and Paul Heyman's going to go back to doing what what brings him success, and he's that... going to be all alone. Damn, dude, what a story! It was uh, it was good,
0: except for the fact that Roman Reigns is probably going to win at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, there's a chance.
0: Cody Cody just hasn't thought about that yet.
1: Yeah. He needs to
0: realize that he could lose. He could. And I'm still put me down in pencil. I'm I think I'm on Roman Reigns still. Okay? I just don't see it happening if they're going to do I think it kind of depends on I say the closer we get to WrestleMania, but it's literally next fucking weekend. Uh if I hear anything about a more solidified plan for backlash and that main event, then maybe I'll have more opinions on who I think is gonna win Roman versus Cody. But right yeah. now, before we do predictions next week, I'm I've gotta lean Roman right now. But things can change. Yeah. We saw SmackDown tomorrow and next week, and then Raw on Monday to change my mind. But right now I'm leaning Roman. Okay. Uh but yeah, I don't have anything else for raw other than there was a sign that said Karen acknowledges Roman.
1: Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny.
0: Um all right,
1: NXT, uh NXT. The only thing that re- oh, so there was the uh
0: there was a lot that happened but nothing yeah. that was
1: super important. Yep, so just to recap, like you said Tiffany Stratton got into the 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 ladder match. Uh
0: both people that I said her and Lyra Valkyria got into the ladder match. Yep. Thank you very much.
1: Um they set up a, co- a can you coexist match for the main event.
0: <sighs> yep. Pretty Deadly versus Breaker and
1: Mellow. And then we had a, a blow up match for JD and I- Ilya Dragunov.
0: Yeah, so we could talk about that and that whole story real quick because we had Wesley come out and talk about basically the the what Michael's told him last week where he could have a fatal five-way match at uh, for the North American Championship at Stand and Deliver. Yeah. And he basically cut a promo in the middle of the ring. Dragon Lee interrupted. Dragon Lee's in the match because Wesley said that's cool. Then JD McDonough interrupted, and then he had his match with Ilya Dragunov. So now those two are in the match, and there's a fifth spot, which is going to be determined by a winner of a battle royal next week. Which I think, if you look at the Wikipedia page, they've already taped it, so I know who wins.
1: Oh, okay, weird.
0: But we could talk about that next week. And then I also know who the last spot in the women's ladder match is, because okay. they have another one of the. I guess they have another match next week to determine the last spot. Okay. Um. So we can go over quick notes real quick. The 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 just the matches that were made. So there was that one that we just talked about. Waller and Gargano is 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 now going to be an unsanctioned match. Yeah. Which, for me, I'm not entirely sure that that's warranted at this point. Like, this is going to be the first match that they're having and they're doing an unsanctioned match. Kind of weird, but sure, go ahead. Biggest show of the year for NXT. Might as well have a huge stipulation match. Uh, and then the NXT Tag Team Championships. So... Gallus versus the Creed brothers versus Tony D and Stacks. That's happening at Stand and Deliver. And then they also set up a Schism versus Chase U eight-person mixed tag team match at Stand and Deliver. There's like eight matches at Stand and Deliver, I'm pretty sure, which is insane for an NXT pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm gonna count them right now. I think I think it's like eight. It's seven right now, which is absurd. Like The unsanctioned match, the NXT championship match, the women's ladder match, um, the women's tag team championship match, the men's tag team championship match, the fatal five way for the North American championship. And then that eight person tag team match, which apparently the winners gain control of Chase University. Didn't know. that. I guess they talked about that on Tuesday. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. So, yeah, a ton happened on NXT this week. Just basically finalizing the stand and deliver card. I would assume one of those seven matches has to be a pre show match, probably the eight person tag team match, just because that's like the least amount of build and also schisms in it. So I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was NXT. It had a ton happen. And yeah, they had the can they coexist match, which they also coexisted, which was annoying. I
1: want to, I want to say something for, uh, so yes, they coexisted. They're kind of teasing this, uh, this face persona of Carmelo Hayes, or at least the the dignified version of Carmelo Hayes, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to see: I want to see Carmelo Hayes win on Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, and you know, they go and they like shake hands or something, and then Carmelo Hayes just absolutely destroys Braun Breaker. Trick Williams can get in the in the run as well. That would be amazing. Just like fucking brutalizes him because we already know Braun's Braun's going to RAW. So you might as well just send him out just being absolutely decimated.
0: And then you've got an awesome heel champion for the next year. Yeah. I like that. You, you know what? Actually, speaking of Trick Williams, I do have to give him props
1: for okay. this week because
0: um, they made the Can They Coexist match. But Trick Williams, they when they got back from commercial break, Trick Williams was explaining because he was the one that actually said that Mello would be in a tag team match tonight. Or that night, and you thought it was just gonna be Trick and Melo versus Pretty Deadly. And Trick was like, it's gonna be Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. And Melo was like, What the fuck? So they cut back to it after commercial. And Trick Williams actually like explained his reasoning as far as why he did that and said it was like so that Mello could get basically be in the ring at the same time as Braun Breaker, not going up against him to kind of get a feel for it. And I at least appreciate the fact that they tried to explain the reasoning as far as why they're doing the Can They Coexist match. And even Mello was like, I don't want to do this whole Can They Coexist thing. So I, pre- I at least appreciated that and the fact that they, one, tried to explain or put some sort of logic into why they did it. And two, Mello making fun of it. Yeah. So I was a little appreciative of that. All right. Let's close out the show with Dynamite. We opened Dynamite with immediately with ambulances and the Young Bucks getting ambulanced out. They had been attacked pre show. And I have to ask your thoughts on who you think, who done it? BBC. Maybe not, though, because they're not feuding with. I don't know. So I have a thought, not as far as who done it, but maybe the mastermind. Don Callis. Don Callis. So we saw. Later in the night, while Kenny, Kenny Omega was getting ready for his match with uh, Elijo de Vikingo, which we'll get to. Holy fuck, that was amazing. Match of the week, match of the month until well, WrestleMania is in April. So yeah, this will definitely be the, ma- the match of March. Don Callis is essentially obsessed with Kenny Omega getting back on a singles run. And the only thing basically holding him back is the Young Bucks and them doing all their trio stuff. Yeah. So Don Callis organizing a hit on the Young Bucks opens that up so that Kenny can solely focus on his singles run. And just even like the the demeanor of Callis in that backstage segment where Alex Marvez went to interview them, like he didn't want to talk about the Young Bucks and he said they would be fine. Kenny was obviously very worried about them and all that, but like Callis was just kind of playing it off saying like, they'll be fine. It seems to me like there's
1: something afoot here with Don Callis. There definitely is. And since we're already talking about it, we might as well get into the main event. Sure. I um if if you haven't seen this yet, please go watch it. Yeah. Um so the only reason I really want to get into that is because there was there was something after after the fact. Right? So amazing match Kenny Omega versus uh del uh, Vikingo. 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 El Hijo
0: del Vikingo.
1: Yeah, and absolutely incredible. Kenny Omega wasn't the MVP of the match. Even absolutely though not. I don't think won. that was ever the intention. Yeah, even though he won. I hope to see more of those matches in the future, by the way. Of uh, his I matches. think
0: this was my first Vikingo match. I've seen highlights on Twitter.
1: He's still the Triple A champ.
0: It was amazing. Yeah, like it exceeded all expectations. Even knowing, like, seeing all the clips on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, I've seen the clip on Twitter of him doing the like the six thirty through a table to the outside. Like, yeah, there's a video going around right now, and it's just all of Vikingo's highlights from last night. And it's just like a couple minutes straight of him doing amazing luchador style moves to Kenny, and it it it's just so good. Yeah, it was so
1: good. It was a dream match.
0: It really was. Tony Khan delivered. A lot of people were giving AEW a bunch of shit this week because people didn't know who Vikingo was. I at least know who he was. Yeah. But I had never seen one of his matches. I had only seen the highlights, like I said. But when they announced the match, I was like, oh shit, I'm excited for this. Like, I know this is going to be good. Yeah. But a bunch of people were shitting on Tony Khan and AEW for being like, how is this a dream match? I don't even know who this dude is. Yeah. And it's just like give it a chance. Like there's a reason that it's called a dream match. And it's because some nerds, some wrestling fan nerds know who Vikingo is and they know that it's a dream match. Yeah. Just fans of triple a, you know, and the people who don't know who he is need to take Tony Khan's word for it and just know that it's going to deliver. And it did.
1: Um, but yeah, so aside from it being a great match, that is definitely worth anybody who hasn't watched going and watching it. um, BBC does come out at the end and start beating down Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page comes out with some kind of wood block with with nails in it or something like that yeah. and runs off BBC, but Don Callis pretends to take a bump and Kenny, Kenny can't see at the time, so he turns around and, and Hangman's holding the block and Callis is on the floor and it makes it look like hangman attacked Don Callis and Kenny's pissed, you know, it's, I mean, it's there's just, something happening
0: with Kenny's singles run. Yeah. If Don Callis sees something that's going to get in the way of Kenny's singles run, he's going to do anything and everything it takes to, and eventually
1: it'll blow up in his face. Prevent it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kenny is eventually going to realize what's going on and he'll get rid of Don Callis. And then I don't know after that, but I, I, I like where this is going. I like where the story is going. Yeah. It's very interesting. All right. So we talked Uh, about the main event. Now
1: now we can make our way back.
0: All right. So other stuff that I remember from last night, uh, Adam Cole is returning to the ring next week, and we know who he's facing now. It's going to be Daniel Garcia. Should be good. I'm just excited for Adam Cole to be back in the ring. I Because the thing that makes Adam Cole special is when they ring the frickin' bell. Yeah. He said that again last night. Do you remember the last time he said that? Yes. Oh, really? Who did he say it to?
1: I remember him saying it because like when he said it last night, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember him saying that. Hold on. It was, was it Karrion Cross? It was. Yeah. Cause people last night on Twitter were roasting Carrion
0: Cross, basically being like, Karrion Cross is gonna have nightmares about that moment. Because I remember when it happened on NXT when he said that to Karrion and, and everyone and he just fucking roasted his ass. Yeah. And then he said it last night to Daniel Garcia and everyone on Twitter is just roasting Carrying cross once again. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for Adam Cole just to be back in the ring. I don't know how long it's going to take him to get into either a solid feud or the main event scene, if that, but it needs to happen quickly. Dude, I just... I
1: really hated Daniel Garcia's tough guy voice in this. Oh, so bad. Like, I was like, oh, is this the character shift we're doing? I don't like it. He also slipped up and called himself a pro wrestler yeah so maybe maybe we're revisiting that but god damn they they might have missed their chance
0: i think they did they're definitely not going to get the same reaction if they try it again
1: yeah um he's gonna put on a good match though that that's that's what i'm sure of is that this match is gonna be great he's gonna look like a pro wrestler the crowd's probably gonna chant you're a wrestler to him but yeah, they they missed their chance when like when he was having that feud with uh with uh Brian. Yeah, I was behind him, and then they ruined it. Yeah, they did. Um, I've got
0: two more things I want to talk about on Dynamite. Okay, so we'll save the funniest for last. So Ass Boys and FTR. So the Ass Boys had a match against Top Flight this week. It was it was good. Um, the Ass Boys retained, but after the match, FTR comes out. And at the the guns were not going to give them a title shot. They were like, you you can't say anything that would make us give you a title shot. Dax tried. He said a couple things like, we'll never challenge again and uh something like that. And then finally, he was like, "If we don't beat you, we'll quit Aew. Makes me think that maybe FTR actually did not renew their
1: contracts. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking, or that's what they want us to think. Exactly. So it, it would
0: make if if we had to predict that match, it would make it very tough to predict because there is the element of shit. Did they renew their contracts or
1: did they not? But because the fact if they that didn't, they're they're definitely gonna lose. The fact that they they're did, doing. They're this, win. Yeah, the fact that they're doing this feud now kind of tells me that they might not have. Like if otherwise they would have saved this match for something bigger. Yeah. Also, I think
0: Dax might have had Triple H on his podcast this week. Really? I think.
1: I could be wrong about that. I wonder if they'll keep the that. names Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler or, or they'll be Dash Wilder and... He did have Triple H on his podcast this week. Huh. Okay.
0: Weird. Well, actually, hold on. Uh, today on FTR with Dax, we talk all about Dax's relationship with one of the most pivotal figures in wrestling history, Triple H. Okay, so he wasn't on it. They just talked about him. Never mind. But the episode was titled Triple H, which made me think that. I don't listen to it, so I don't know. Yeah, who knows, man? Maybe it's all just a ruse. I, I would assume that they probably did renew, and it's just being kept hushed so that they can build this matchup to make it realistic that the guns would win to those of us who are in the know of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Uh, But the only other thing on Dynamite was probably the funniest thing of the week. FT, FTW championship match between no disqualification. The firm was banned from ringside. Uh, Hook versus Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> Before the match, he was, <laughs> Stokely Stokely makes his entrance. He's like, I like to make an announcement or whatever. And he, he was like, I'm actually sick or or something like that. He's like, I have not. I'm, I'm not medically. To- <laughs> I'm not medically cleared to compete. He's like, I have a doctor's note right here, and he's like, here, Justin, and you could see the camera puts it on Justin opening up the note, and you could see it just says he is sick, <laughs> and all it did it would remind me of that uh, that movie. I think it was the Benchwarmers, the the baseball movie where they, it was like a little league team or something like that, and yeah. they and they had a guy who was very much not twelve years old, and it was like, let me see a birth certificate, and it was just like a piece of paper with like money inside of it and it just said he is 12 yeah (laughs) and then justin roberts was like sir this is a this is a wing stop receipt (laughs) (laughs) and then they had the match and the hook just beat the shit out of him it was hilarious though stokely hathaway is a fucking gem he is hilarious yeah oh boy um anything else that you wanted to talk about with dynamite no i'm good all right Next week it's the big one. We're talking Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania predictions. Nice. I Probably can't won't. imagine. I can't imagine either of us are going to win. WWE likes to fuck us over and make some crazy shit happen at WrestleMania. So That's true. Yeah, and uh you know what? Maybe we'll have Chad make predictions again and uh he'll just take all the betting favorites again. Didn't work out for him Probably. last time. It didn't it didn't work out for him last time, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe he won't just take all the betting favorites. Yeah, but it would be funny if Chad won the championship right before we got the uh, the final the final works on the uh, hologram technology. Yeah, I think I think we should be up and running on the hologram technology here in a few weeks. Yeah, so the return of Chad is imminent. <laughs> no promises, but uh, put that put that in pencil. The return of Chad is imminent. Uh, and then yeah weekly recap stuff obviously build to the the final build to stand and deliver plus the almost final build to WrestleMania excluding Smackdown next week so obviously any predictions we make next week are essentially final but are subject to change based on things that happen at Smackdown and uh then Dynamite hopefully the lull period keeps going strong yeah. that's all we can hope for when when is that when does that match the FTR versus I don't know. I don't think it's next week, okay, But if their contracts are up in April, then it would almost have to be next week, yeah, unless well, it's like like it goes to the end of April. So I'm not really sure. I don't remember because like a lot of times on Dynamite, they'll put stuff like, oh, here's what's happening next week. I don't think they had that one up there for next week, okay, but I could be wrong. But we'll see. We'll obviously we'll talk about it next week. And also Adam Cole in Ring Return. Nice. So we'll get to talk about that as well. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT Russell Pod. We've been the drunk dudes, Dylan and Joe. And we'll catch you on down the road.